0: Welcome back to another episode of the Forever Game Podcast. This episode you're about to listen to is one that I've been looking forward to for a while. We got to chat with Elise Sostrom. She is the founder of Redhead Creamery. And Elise is uh, not your average breed because she falls into the rare category of a human that knew exactly what she wanted to do from a young age. She knew that she wanted to open up her own boutique cheese manufacturing business. And so, we got to learn a lot about Cheese, a lot about her story, and get inspired, and leave with a lot of yummy, caloric dairy <laughs> dairy treats. So enjoy what you're about to hear.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Forever Green Podcast, and today, we are at... Redhead Creamery. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was redhead or redheaded.
2: Oh, oh the creamery geez. itself does not have. I
1: I know. Yeah. Heard, <laughs> am I the first idiot to ever say that? Not. Okay, got it. Good.
2: I'm sure she's heard a lot of butchering. Uh,
1: as long as yeah. And not
2: redhead the first is one word too. That's another common. Really? Name.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. In our case, anyways. Sure. <laughs> it is very appropriate. Um, so of course I'm here with Jamie. We're here with Elise, and we are. Are we just? Southeast of Belgrade or northwest, Technically, or northwest. northwest of Belgrade. Yes.
2: Technically in Bruton. Our address is Bruton. We are eight miles north. We're really in the center of like northwest Belgrade and northeast Bruton.
0: Okay. Oh.
2: All right. kind of For it. those that want to visually <laughs> picture
0: where yeah. we are in Minnesota. We
1: just followed Siri and we showed up. Yeah.
0: She brings me wherever I
2: need to go. Right. Even when it's wrong. Padua if we should get Padua to show up on Google Maps and probably does what is it really yeah it's three miles north of us oh it's a little village the Padua pub okay and then uh St. Anthony of Padua Parish was there it's now a house of prayer um and it looked like they're working on the the bell tower today I just drove by but big Padua news yeah so it's a church, a bar, and a community hall. The are is, is that a catholic church? It was, yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. That makes sense. Catholic yeah.
1: bar. I'm yes. catholic so I can say yeah,
2: that. Yeah, yeah, and the <laughs> bar is thriving. I'm sure. <laughs> never <laughs> I'm been. Sure never. it is.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um so we pulled up and the first animal that I saw was a couple of beautiful uh, milk cows right over there. And this is I walked out with my skinny latte.
0: Yeah, we had to take a picture of Tyler consuming a skinny vanilla latte in front of the, uh-huh. and they were thinking Big that cows. should be a full fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. yeah,
1: they were like, they looked at me sideways. <laughs> yep. right.
0: Typically, he orders the full fat, but I ordered it for him this morning. Oh, yeah.
1: so we're gonna blame her for that. Let's get it. So, if I look more that. trim on this video, that's why. You're welcome. All right, so um, we're here, and you've we've heard now been in business doing this for seven years.
2: I'm in my sixth year, so I suppose you could say going into seven. Yes. Okay. Yep. Make and it sound more. Your dad told us official. it's kind of like
0: an anniversary.
2: Your it is for. Is it for their? Yeah. So I think it's the seventeenth of July. Is my parents' anniversary for dairy farming? Okay. Which we were talking That's about Padua. It's also the anniversary of them opening the padua pub oh they, they, share, own that too. Okay. they sold their first beer when my dad milked his first cows <coughs> on his own ownership so got it so we usually go eat at the padua pub on that day but um the the 14th of july was when i made my first batch of cheese i think that would be six years ago yes 2014 okay so yeah, we only made six batches in a, that time frame before equipment kind of imploded and we were shut down for a while. But still, like to celebrate it as oh boy, we're as you get should. Into here that. we go. Yep. As you should. Yeah.
1: All right. So, where are you from originally? You right from here. around here? Okay. This is
0: like you grew up in the house over there. Yes. Okay.
1: Where were you born? Were you born in the house? Sock Center. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. <laughs> in know. the hospital. Okay. Got it. I didn't. I don't <laughs> Thank want, goodness. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But I mean. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Um, and you made your first batch of cheese. How old were you?
2: Um, like as Redhead Creamery,
1: or any when you first made cheese?
2: Oh well, I made a I made a batch of cheese in my kitchen when we lived in Wisconsin for we lived in Wisconsin for two years. So I don't know how was I twenty seven, okay, twenty six, okay. You just love cheese. Yeah, and. I was 17 when I decided this is what I was going to do. I, so I didn't even make my on. own cheese. Really? I knew it was something I wanted to learn how to do and I knew I loved cheese and could sell it. It was always I was I was always kind of a anti-sales person that I never really felt like I was good at selling things. Mm-hmm. Then I learned it was just the stuff that I don't like that I can't sell. 100%. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you're passionate about something, you right, can sell then it. you don't—you're not really actively selling. You're just talking about what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I actually studied food marketing because I had a wise advisor tell me you need to—you know—everyone can learn how to make cheese, but you need to get it sold. Right. So, knowing how to sell it and market it will be my challenge. Which, yeah is and always will be i think so you went to school at the u right i did Correct. okay yes at
1: 17 you decided you wanted this is what you wanted to do and how were mom and dad about that
2: they were hesitant but also encouraging they're like thrilled that one of their daughters might want to come home and be part (laughs) of the farm someday Mm -hmm. and uh they said well you're gonna have to go figure it out then because we don't know anything about cheese yeah. making, so right. someone we'll else will you, have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Got to know what you're doing. Right. Yeah.
1: And w- is it fair to say you have a pretty entrepreneurial household? Household, like.
2: Yeah. Uh, my parents have both, I mean, they both grew up on dairy farms also. And um, I always refer back to when I was in elementary school and, I went to a private Catholic school, an elementary school, and we always had to fundraise. Yep. And we sold jelly beans for Easter every year. Mm-hmm. And I had my Excel list and my phone numbers, and I was going to sell the most jelly beans out of any <laughs> little competitive. <laughs> little competitive. Yeah. And did you? And organized. Of course I did. Yeah, because you got all sorts of prizes. When <laughs> <laughs> so Sounds she like can sell more little than little just piece. free balls with the sticky feet on it. You know, oh, those yeah, yeah. silly yeah. little mm-hmm. toys that you mm-hmm. thought were so wonderful. Um, and now I I can't... I hate it when my kids get all these annoying little <laughs> <laughs> toys. They magically go away. But um, but yeah, I always had this drive to want to do something myself. Yeah. Uh, and, And I always have this drive to want to... Uh, work with my parents and kind of you know we always want to impress our parents and sometimes that can bite you in the butt because you don't stop Uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah it's always been something that I've wanted to run my own thing and do my own thing and I always have naturally been kind of in a leader position I just fall into that spot Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it just seemed like this is going to work eventually. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, none of my sisters have run their own businesses, but... You have three sisters. I do, yeah. Two older sisters and a younger sister. and uh, But they're all... Their husbands uh, are all involved in some form of agriculture or, you know, we all kind of have that in our, in our blood. In your DNA.
0: So, yeah. yeah. It's kind of fun. So how did it go from... You graduated from the U. You moved back home. What what happened next? Like, how did you? How did this place begin?
2: I actually graduated from the U. Worked uh, at a food broker right out of college in the Twin Cities. Okay. Uh, I married a year young, so Lucas still had a year of college left. Um, and when he graduated, we moved to Vermont for okay. his job. Uh, he worked for the Holstein Association, which is headquartered in Brattleboro, Vermont, and so I, of course, looked for jobs myself. And by chance, there's a cheese company in town, uh, and so I worked for Grafton Village Cheese when we once we moved there and worked in retail to start. And that's where all the New York City dwellers went on vacation. Mm-hmm. They drove through Vermont. It and is spent hundreds of dollars on good cheese and meat and wine and yep. all of those things yep. that I had yet to experience. And sure. it was like, how do you even have this much money to buy <laughs> this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they were probably thinking driving out of New York City, this is so cheap. This we is yeah, crazy. Yeah. Stock up.
2: Get I got some a, snacks, strap two hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, no big deal. <laughs> At least um,
1: this is probably like thirteen dollars, New York City, I'd be in trouble.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so, you know, I really got to know I would have considered fancier cheese at the time, or European style cheeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more Colby or orange colored <laughs> cheddar Honestly,
0: what did you, what kind of cheese, just for a second, did you eat growing up?
2: Oh, was we it? ate Kraft mac and cheese, and we had Velveeta. Kay. and Is um, Velveeta cheese? No, it's not. <laughs> okay, because
0: <laughs>
1: my wife buys it, and I'm like, It's
2: pasteurized, it, I was like, processed it, food. It doesn't product. need to be,
1: because we never had Velveeta growing up. And she did. Her family did. And she just puts it in the cupboard. I'm like, wait, wait. Shouldn't that go in the fridge? No, it doesn't have to be. I'm like, what,
0: uh, what are we putting?
1: <laughs> that doesn't seem. And you
0: right. toss that out, please.
1: I've <laughs> since been converted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay, that was sidetracked. Yep. So you that got into
2: okay. fancy cheese. I did, and then, um, and then we. I ended up. We moved to Wisconsin. Then two years later. Again, for my husband's job, everyone kind of thinks we did all this traveling for my own <laughs> career path. But I just kept making it what it was. Yeah. as we were moving. So
1: you went from like high end, these kind of unique cheeses to like central Amer, like central of USA cheese yeah. headquarters. Yeah,
2: yeah. And the place I worked though uh, made fresh mozzarella and mascarpone and a uh, stinky washed rind cheese. So it was still unique compared to typical wisconsin cheese that has changed a lot since then um how
1: how were were you like educating yourself about this stuff just on the job or were there other like sources of information would you like did you spend like nights like reading about cheese (laughs)
2: um i did and i (laughs) i have a whole library in my in my little desk corner in the creamery but Um, I actually studied at the Vermont Institute of Artisan Cheese. It was like a two week intensive course where I stayed at some random people's house for (laughs) two weeks while house sitting. Um, and so that was more of a artisan cheese making course. So formal education. Yeah. So that's where I kind of got my foundational, this is how cheese is made, uh, I gained experience from the two places I worked as mm-hmm. well because I was curious, Right. Uh, which they weren't used to having someone that curious. So all the into time. cheese, but yeah.
1: you, you, you <laughs> felt like you knew. There was never like a raving question of, "Do I like this? Do I not?" This you were all in.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and I, I still sometimes think, wonder if I had just been a cheese shop retailer or you know just had a shop or. This and this, and you know, that may come eventually also, but yeah I like to physically do things and make, uh, and so I I knew that making cheese was that, and that that would likely be fulfilling.
1: You get those thoughts when it's like 11 o'clock at night, and you have to fix something, and you're like, why don't I just i might not, not, not just a retailer yeah,
0: right. versus <laughs> having to make it and maintain it yeah, and right. all of the behind yeah, the scenes stuff yeah, that people I, have no idea about
2: i've learned to be an electrician and a plumber and all sorts of things but yeah it's it's challenging and it gets to you every now and then but mm-hmm. um that's the cool part about it too you never get bored <laughs> right and um People seem to be excited about the excitement we have for mm-hmm. what we do, and so it's fun to share that.
1: So this building behind us here that we're gonna show some some shots of and stuff was that in your brain? You're in Wisconsin. Your your husband has his job. You're again in like a mecca of cheese area. Mm-hmm. Were you? Was it starting to percolate in your brain? Like this is this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah,
2: even when we were in Vermont already, you know, we had just gotten married. We moved to a new, what felt like a new country <laughs> and had no friends. So every weekend we'd go tour a cheese company or a brewery Yeah, and that was our weekend. That and sounds amazing. I know, it was awesome. I, I kind of missed it. It. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes, the simplicity yeah, of that, but, yeah. but yes, of having no schedule other than our own, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. uh, which we kind of are in that now again with COVID, but, um, <laughs> So yeah, so I was constantly just stealing ideas and figuring out, okay, what do I like about this place? Mm -hmm. What didn't work here? All sorts of, you know, we're always just kind of engraving it in our minds. Building, throwing things into the backpack is yeah, I I always think about it. So like our big viewing windows, I can specifically picture the cheese plant that has those Mm -hmm. that we were basically copying that concept because... How cool that you can just go and watch everything. See the production space. But you're space. not letting anyone in your production space because food safety is right. our biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So so always just trying to think, people want to know where their food's coming from. They want to see it. How do we make this easy to happen mm-hmm. instead of a struggle?
1: Totally. Yep. When did you first broach the subject with your parents about like, hey, I was kind of thinking of building this thing or having this place. What do you think?
2: It was kind of a continuous It was, okay. Conversations Mm -hmm. since high school. Okay. Um, And I had to convince my husband that it was something we were going to do. (laughs) Yeah, because he he was leading the way, so to speak, with his career and his
0: job. And then eventually that changed, I imagine. Yes and no. I mean,
2: he's still really, I mean, he's in a great spot with his current career um, as well. I just had to convince him that we could do both and that this was going to be a viable thing And after visiting the places in vermont and seeing what they could do and thrive he was like oh yeah i think we can do this um and and with my parents too we were always bringing fun cheeses home getting them to try new stuff Mm -hmm. um, and brainstorming how we think this will work and we were just talking about it a week ago how Lucas and I our business plan I think starts in 2018 and we started in 2013 and 14 so oh, wow. like we kind of got a jump start but my parents were like we're not getting any younger so let's let's do this let's get this rolling I had just had a baby when we moved home and thought oh my god how am I going to do this mm-hmm. <laughs> How did that go Um it was it was stressful but you just had a baby, like, your whole baby.
1: life is milk. I mean, you're, like, <laughs> yeah. getting milk, you're producing milk. I mean, it's just.
2: <laughs> you feel it's like. It's dominating. We, yeah. <laughs> Build uh, your whole day
0: around it. What's that? Build your whole day around yes, it. In yes, In some way or another.
2: And she was, Lucy was two by the time we were actually doing things. So that worked out well because then we, we actually started sending her to daycare, which I never imagined doing. I always thought I'm going to raise my kids on the farm and they're going to have the lifestyle I had mm-hmm. and blah 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 and it wasn't until I brought her to the daycare center and I realized she needs this more than I do. Right. <laughs> right. Just yes. the social interacting and everything Absolutely. is great. So um so yeah, they it went it was fine. It was stressful because things didn't work and we were dealing with people who Claimed to know what they were doing, but didn't. And it was just a constant high opening. Should I really be doing this kind of sure. thoughts? But we're past that.
1: This is a big, um, not only do you, you, you know, think about the plans and the logistics of it all, but it's a big capital expense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, uh, you have a retail location and you have all the production stuff. How much of that already existed here? And how much did you have to add to actually have this place? Uh,
2: the creamery is completely brand new brand new um, yeah the, I mean the retail space I think of is cheap compared oh, sure. to the manufacturing yeah um, but yeah I mean without the without the farm and my parents willingness to go in on this with me, there's no way I would be at the the scale we're at and um, the capacity that we're at. That along with the support of our state. I mean, we've gotten a lot of state grants and funding and support okay. that way, and uh, through our local bank, too. I mean, sure. they've all just been so extremely supportive and excited for something like this to pop up that we've been pretty thankful for all of those.
1: Did you have anyone? Sorry, you I'm. Go, you I'm can go, and then us. I got one. Okay. <laughs> So, you have a uh, like a retail location, a creamery, somewhere northwest of Belgrade, we've established. Yes. Right? <laughs> you probably had friends, or you had to have explained this to people, and they're like, Elise, what are you thinking? Like, Elise, are you sure? Did you have any of that from anyone? Not much. Oh, really?
2: It was more so... You just did it behind like your back. Like, once we started, <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably... Um, once we started breaking ground, it was more of, you've been talking about this for so long and you're actually doing it. Like, I think it was more, they didn't believe we were actually going to accomplish it. So it it was kind of fun to be like, well, yeah, I said I was going to, (laughs) you know, the, the competitiveness in me, but I don't know that I, I mean, I didn't get a lot of that. I think my parents may have gotten it more than I did. Like you're at retirement age, what are you thinking? You're going to invest in a whole new startup business, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that frustrated them, I think, because, you know, when you're at retirement age, you still have half of your life left, you know, if you're if you're lucky. So they felt more like, well, a new beginning. Yeah, we could double our farm size in cows, or we could adapt and do something different, diversify, and so.
1: Well, I think and, they were pretty excited. And probably a big piece, too, is when you, you know this, too, is having kids is all of a sudden life, then you get this kind of new perspective on life, like, oh, it continues after me. You know. Yes. Like, and so now they also had this opportunity that's, like, new and different and fresh, but then also, like, we're going to have our grandkids around. We're right. going to have our daughters coming. Like, now they see this, like, next leap generation forward. Like, oh, this thing we built, like, it's going to evolve and keep keep like different. continue yeah. you know yeah. past us mm-hmm. when we work so i think yeah. that's pretty cool as a grandparent to be able to do that
2: yeah so hopefully i can do that someday <laughs> that's <the goal. laughs> you now have three kids i do right yes. Yes. ages uh seven four and almost five months yeah wow
1: so mine yeah. are eight seven and three
2: cool get into some active ages and yeah yes. you are you- really busy Wow. It's been an interesting spring. But <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure uh, distance learning went really well. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, totally.
2: At least I'm, I'm probably going right back into it again this fall. You will. So yeah. You will. yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: I'm curious to hear about how, like, the scaling process worked for Redhead. Like, did you anticipate, you said you're in year six now. Mm-hmm. So when you started... Did you anticipate like, oh, five years from now I envision this and this level of business and us having our products in this, you know, certain markets or how big did you want it to be and how did that, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, comp- hard, difficult, long days that go into yeah building and scaling and adding on team members.
2: Um, well, when we first started, it was just my mom and I and at that time it was taking us a good fourteen hours from start to finish on a cheese make day. And there were many days we were like, this is not sustainable. We cannot uh-huh. do this the rest of our lives. And we'd cut off hours in a day as we got Right, better, become more efficient. We just started figuring out the what we were well. actually doing. Um, but we also we you know we started with an aged cheese. So we thought we need to get as much made as we can handle fill up that aging room and get stuff going so that we had cheese to sell yep and what we didn't realize is we're not going to sell all of that cheese at the very beginning you mm-hmm. know sure mm-hmm. we're this new company with barely any rec- brand recognition you know we had some people knew we were coming because uh, i talked for a long time but mm-hmm. we had to prove ourselves you can only do product, so much right? right it's like and so we actually ended up throwing out, like, three-quarters of our aged cheddar because it rotted. Okay. And so that was an eye-opening, like, holy How crap. How did you feel at that point? Defeated. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, you know, since in that meantime, we also started making brie, which only has to age for two to four weeks, and you can move it. Sure. So six months to four weeks was like, all Very right, different. Yep. can do this. And the fact that we were still progressing – just because of that new cheese we were making, but yet throwing three quarters of our other cheese away, oh. it was like, all right, we're gonna be okay. Right. This is really <laughs> frustrating. Um, I still remember driving the skid loader down and filling up buckets of oh. old rotten cheese and throwing it in compost and feeling like, y'all, you people who think we're so <laughs> successful right now, you know, <laughs> uh, like yeah. this anger that you have, but yes. Also, just a learning process of, you know, what happened and all right. of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, we're getting much better at figuring out how much and what to make. And you know, that itself is just takes time. We don't know what people are going to buy. Yeah. Right. And so we have to guess. We don't have contracts or anything. Uh, we know... So today's Thursday. I know I'll find out today what my distributor wants next week.
0: Wow. But I have okay. to guess,
2: yes. based on past years, yeah, what they're going to because you can't want. turn around cheese, you know? Right. There's- so we're getting really good at inventory management and figuring that out. We threw a lot of cheese to compost because mm-hmm. we couldn't move it.
1: It was the cost of learning. Yes. Right, you know?
2: exactly. And I would think of it as well. A cow died today. Like, that was, like, the the value of it in my head that I could relate Mm -hmm. because it's so disappointing. Yep. Right. But how do I connect this? Do you name your cows? They're all named, yes.
1: Okay. I've heard, like, varying, like, well, I guess you guys have dairy cows, so it's different, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you should, when you're done, walk through the freestyle barn back here and they all have their name tags in their ears. We'll
1: (laughs) go do some interviews. Yeah,
0: right there. <laughs> I'm sure it'll <laughs> there be super go. entertaining.
2: Yeah. When you guys
1: first bro- broke ground, was this in the plan? When you, the like, did you build the whole thing at once?
2: The whole thing was built at once, but we weren't planning to finish our store off. Uh, but we had a little bit of leftover grant money, and our plumbers were like, well, if you want a kitchen plumbed, we're going to have to do it tomorrow. Like that'll, it's next in line, so you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. So, so we designed a kitchen overnight just to make it work. And um, it was a blessing that we ended up getting the store done because our equipment had broken down when we thought we would have oh, cheese wow. to sell. So we ended up selling other people's cheese for mm-hmm. three months, and it worked. I mean, it got people out here. Uh, and with that, we learned that people also want to view a dairy farm, like just – Dying to tour a dairy farm, <laughs> and we had since learned that the St. Cloud Visitors Bureau said their number one tour request was of a dairy farm. Really? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. just kind our, of, you know, what? <laughs> so, uh, so we started giving farm tours from the beginning. We had buses already scheduled that first fall, and gave dairy farm tours. And my dad has been looking up the history of this homestead and he goes wow. back to 1852 or something like that he gives when he good starts tours, the huh? tour it's pretty in depth um and and he's straight up about uh what we do on our farm and why and why you know everything we do is important or we're always mm-hmm. trying to improve and be better and so I think people appreciate that we're just being upfront and open about all of that yeah and you know our farm tours continue to just blow us away. Does he enjoy that? He loves it. He's he's actually very introverted but loves the conversation and finding out about other people. He's a super yeah, he curious person. he was very person. curious. we chatted him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean he <laughs> rode up on his fat tire bike and <laughs> yeah. that horn on there is <laughs> hilarious by <Yeah>. the way. <laughs> but yeah, he was like yeah. immediately asking
2: us questions about what right. we were doing. And, and he'll remember it all and tell us us about it later Mm -hmm. like just details he he catches so but yeah i mean in terms of scale we always wanted to grow faster and wish that we would always grow faster to get our loans and everything paid off but also kept remind our bodies were reminding us there's only so much you can do so we really grew at the pace that we could Mm -hmm. physically and that was slow and steady in my opinion um a lot of people could look at us and say Holy cow! But um, yeah, we we basically make what we think we're going to sell. We try not to do more than that. Uh, continually try to hire based on what we think we're going to need. Um, it's always kind of a crapshoot, but we're yeah. always trying to figure it out.
1: Let's, but- let's talk about the marketing of it though, because as you know, what you're making you know what it's coming out with how, how did you market before you first opened other than just kind of word of mouth maybe some articles in the local paper mm-hmm. or things like that how did you go about making sure that you kind of started off right with some momentum um
2: well when i worked for the other cheese companies i went to the american cheese society conference and just started rubbing shoulders and sure. talking and telling people i'm going to be doing this someday Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and there aren't very many of us in minnesota so really the retailers okay definitely Definitely. oh sweet we're gonna have more local cheese so always just keeping those connections uh and and making relationships with those people and being on their team uh made a huge impact do
1: you consider yourself an extroverted person or not
2: i used to uh, I don't anymore. <laughs> okay. um, I used to be the my same husband way. My hardcore extroverted. But I very much need my downtime yeah. at night. Um, and I think having a retail store has caused me to become much more introverted. Like just...
1: Or at least valuing that yep. time. Yes. To deplete that energy faster. Yes. Yeah. Makes but I,
2: I am the type of person that will feed off the energy of that person. Like... If you are feeling down and sad, I am gonna feel that way too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, so that can be good and bad, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's been a, a crazy adventure that we just keep going day by day. I get asked, you know what what's gonna happen five years from now? I have no idea. You know, my this last six years that we've experienced, I didn't have that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're mm-hmm. just trying to adapt and find the right people to be on our team and try to keep it fun
0: what does distribution look like for the cheese industry
2: we have um it's complicated because it's a perishable product and it's already an expensive product and so shipping becomes an issue Mm -hmm. and so we have a distributor in the twin cities that primarily gets us Uh, in the the Twin Cities Metro specialty stores and the western side of Wisconsin. And then uh, we also had a distributor in Chicago uh, who now ended up purchasing our Twin Cities distributor. Mm. So they kind of blend a little bit. Uh, And then we also have one in Southern California that's still very new, But since COVID, too, you know, they kind of just took a hit. So we're waiting for that to kind of get back and running again. But um, otherwise, we do a lot of shipping through UPS. Mm -hmm. And we have insulated boxes with ice packs. And we start just to get really good at shipping cheese out, uh, which we've done a lot of in the last few months. So this is
1: direct-to-consumer? Yes. Yep.
2: And to shops. Uh, We have several cheese shops that just buy directly from us.
1: So you do wholesale and direct-to-consumer.
2: Yes. And retail right here as well. Yep. Yep.
1: And you got three kids. And there's a bunch of cows over there, too. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this place. There
2: is.
0: (laughs) So, Mike, in navigating building this business and growing it, you figure out what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mm -hmm. What side of this of redhead creamery do you love doing and what have you figured out that you're not so good at
2: i'm in like a weird phase right now of of that question because (laughs) of having just had a baby and i hired someone to make cheese for me okay which which you were doing right like cheese was not made if I wasn't here sure this is how it was prior okay
0: that's an interesting transition for sure I can yeah. imagine
2: <laughs> so and and constantly feeling like if I didn't make it well then it's not our cheese and <laughs> um and now I have not made cheese since January which is a really oh. weird thing for yeah, me I bet awesome but really weird and and my mom just asked me, you know, how are you feeling about not making it? Like, do you miss it? And I'm like, I do, and I want to be doing it, but I also need to just keep adjusting and keep this thing going. Yeah. Um, especially, like our, like we talked about COVID times and having to communicate, and I'm doing a lot more of that right now than yeah. I had to prior to this. Yep. So um, just trying to keep afloat on those things. I want to get back to at least helping some percentage of yeah, the time yeah. making cheese. Yeah, so that's, you know, it's still been like this weird realization that it's freeing, but it's also where my creativity happened yeah. is making cheese or helping with the aging of it and all of that. Uh-huh. And I'm still that resource, you know, they still come to me and ask lots of questions, which is great. Um, but.
1: Does this person have red hair?
2: He doesn't. No, it was Tim. You met him. Oh, it was, oh, Tim. It was Tim. Okay. <laughs> He's it. my cheesemaker.
1: <laughs> when when it was when he first came on or you hired him, we don't have to talk about the hiring process because I'm sure you have to have someone with experience <laughs> is maybe hard to come by. But
2: Yeah, nobody around here does. Right. Right.
1: But then like the little handoffs of like, this is your first time doing this, and you have to walk away and you're like, Oh, how like how was that for you? Uh,
2: the nice thing is that my mom works with me too, so she was there. As a yep. backup Oh I see Okay So like If he wasn't quite sure She might not be 100% sure either But they can at least Have each other To right. to work that off of And so that Helps a lot Got Huge it ant on the microphone Yeah there is On the microphone
0: Gosh this <laughs> happens
1: every time Sorry <laughs>
2: Oh, that's okay. I didn't want
0: it to start I was, get, I was cleaning up. doing... He
1: had something to say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was cleaning off worms off of broccoli last night, and that what? was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, so that part, it was, you know, it causes a little bit of like, oh, I hope they do okay. Yeah. But I was also like, I was forced to just let it happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. When you have a,
1: bi- like... You just have It's to. easy to put in perspective a little bit more when right. the baby's crying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And... And our, with our second child, I was making cheese a week later, and that's just not healthy. So, uh-huh. I, this time around... This I sounds w-
1: like, like, 1895. <laughs> like, you I had the baby, and yeah, I was out there. I yeah. go. <laughs> Three hours later, I... Patch me up, doc. I gotta go make some cheese. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Silly. Well, but so you're learning as you grow, too, that that break and that disconnect yes, allows you to fulfill it's other necessary. parts.
2: And still... You know, and also as you get older and have kids when you're a little older, I mean, you just, things are different and you don't know that that's going to happen or expect it. So it's an interesting phase of life right now. When (laughs) when you
1: were in Vermont and, and maybe even when you were in Wisconsin, I always find it interesting how people's definition, how their individual definition of we made it keeps changing as they go. And did you feel like in those stages when it was built, you will have made it? And like, was that kind of the the first like step? And now, because people always look at you said it before, they think like, "Oh, you've made it." Mm-hmm. You probably don't feel like that.
2: No, not at all.
1: What would be your definition of made it now?
2: Um, mine would be like, I've, I've mentioned the American Cheese Society a few times. They have a big contest every year. Mm-hmm. Like winning, being one of the top three. I would feel like I've made it, which mm-hmm. there are probably some experienced cheesemakers that are like, oh, Elise, that's not,
1: that's cute.
2: Or, yeah. or that's, that's not, you know, just because you won doesn't mean it's not good cheese anyways, or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But the competitive side of me is like, I want to be up there and, and yeah. prove that I can do it. Um, we did get one award last year, but it wasn't you know I got to go up on stage and that was like a huge moment for me um but I think that will be that will that will be when I feel like okay now I can just
0: sure
2: <laughs> I won't just chill I mean no, that's not in my blood yeah. but uh I'll feel there will be something else at that point yeah, that, like I'm credited now
1: <laughs> how about at that when you walked up on stage when you looked out or if there's a crowd I don't know if there was <laughs> what's the what's the demographics like in that industry
2: uh age-wise it's a lot of it's funny because you would expect there to be a lot of cheesemakers but i think it's only like a quarter of the group is actual cheesemakers and then it gets mixed then into cheese buyers and then cheese mongers who are in the shops. Mongers, Yes. Yeah, so the person peddlers, you, kind yeah, of like basically settlers
0: of cheese. Yeah. Yes,
2: age or you know, caring for and selling mm-hmm. the cheese in the shops. That's the largest group of people there. Interesting. Are mongers who are ranging from their mid twenties to um, there's there's probably some that are in their late forties and fifties, but it's a younger crowd. Oh, really? Okay. In th- in that perspective, but the cheese maker side. I'm a little baby. And sure. Okay. There's still, there are more that are coming yet that are younger than me, but I feel like I'm the youngin, and I'm still trying still to learning, yourself, and kinda? yeah, I'm trying to get to know people and figure out who's who. And is this
1: just a bunch of old white guys, the rest?
2: Oh, not necessarily, okay. but there are some, yes. Yeah,
1: got it. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, get a sense of the, the industry. I mean, if you, like, the average age of a, of a licensed plumber is 61. I mean, yeah. it's...
2: You know, yeah. And dairy farmers is like same thing. Yeah, it's sixty three or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a little more. I don't, I'm not saying this in an offensive way, but it's a little more on the hippie side of.
1: Oh, it is okay. Um,
2: you know, artisan cheese making is yeah. much more. It's artistic. It's, yeah, yeah. And it's a so it's science and art kind of. Yeah, and so there are a few representatives from like craft and other places too because they are making some smaller scale cheeses Mm -hmm. but primarily companies our size or or even 10 times our size but that's still pretty small Mm -hmm. in terms of right cheese volume so it's fun those are my people
1: It feels like like you're.
0: You just know that you're with the right people, and they've all got the same passion or
2: something similar. you don't feel like a nerd with them. You just you can really get (laughs) into your
1: cheese talk. (laughs) That's cool. Um, Could it be that this? Do you have an idea of like this cheese maker? Is it Tim? You said Tim. Mm -hmm. He could do a lot of the stuff that maybe sell a lot. Then you have some time to just like experiment a little bit.
2: That, or at least. just move more product and um how how more so the like when you teller. say move
0: is there a specific focus of, like with distribution or is it direct to consumer
2: um to more so distribution like if I could get in the east and west coast okay a little so more you're talking solid. across the yeah and and you know our markets are specialty shops so I have no desire to be in a Walmart or yes. a big box store like that, just because it's not the place for it, and they won't want to pay what I need to get paid. And yeah, they need to the scale. Survive. That's just yeah, and yeah. I won't be able to hit that scale that they would need. So, um, so you had asked about scale. Yeah, I and mean, that's I don't want to be that. Yeah, I want to be able to manage it. I want it to be fun. I want it to still, you know, people come here and feel like. You know, they feel like this. It's this downhill. It still has the yeah. small town like thing. feels um, We are bigger than they realize right. a lot of times. Um,
1: but this is still like three three to five acres. But it's all here
2: for the creamery. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure. Did if you I ever? Am- answered your did question. you ever imagine
0: yourself saying what you just said though about like, oh well, I would just like to get into the east, the west market. Yeah. You know. I always, I always wanted
2: to get into, like, Murray's Cheese in New York City and shops like that, and, and they've contacted us. And so, like, when you get those calls, you're like...
1: That's amazing. That's what I'm wondering. This I'm like, how... Happening.
0: Yeah, how does Redhead, like, differentiate themselves? How do you sell Redhead to...
1: You mentioned storytelling.
2: Yeah, we just... I mean, I... At one point, and I, I'm, like, down on myself about this now, and I shouldn't be, but at one of the conferences, I had a cheesemonger come up to me and say, you have the best Instagram account and yes. i was like sweet <laughs> 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 thank and, you and all i was doing was taking pictures of what i was working on 100 right? what i'm doing the process and not really even trying yep. mm-hmm. and and the bad part is i find myself not down there as much doing that so i have less to take pictures of sure. but and i'm not doing much on Insta. i'm like not doing much on social media in general right now just because kind of like separating mentally yep. a little yep, bit yep but um but yeah that's the how we market it's just saying who we are and what we're doing and why and not fluffing it up and just not being sales-y. real yep. yeah yeah and do I you do it all
0: Elise? Yes. are you in charge of like all right I got a post on Facebook today is that you
2: yeah, <laughs> Lucas has actually been taking over a lot of it. Okay. Oh, really? Because okay, cool. like, he's doing the delivery stuff. Yeah. So he's doing the long, like he's doing all these real long posts. And I'm like, oh, I would never write that much <laughs> on a Facebook post. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but it's working. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, fine. But um, but yeah, all of that. Maggie, my younger sister, yeah. helped to do marketing for a while. She was doing a lot of that, especially when she was living here. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that's... The good and the bad is it's all me doing yeah, all of it, which
0: that also requires a lot of
2: creativity, right? So different part of the brain getting utilized. Yeah, the fun part. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I have the ideas. It's like, okay, who's going to do it? Right. <laughs> the execution is yes. tough. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's you got to remind yourself when when you're the the actual craft person making the stuff. You don't always like remember. Oh yeah, I should. I should have. I should have taken a picture of that. Or I should have talked about this. Or it's we should so be promoting
2: it. this because this holiday is tomorrow. <laughs> yes. right. constantly. Right. Like, oh, if I could just be a little more prepared. That feeling like never
0: goes away. I don't think.
1: Maybe <laughs> it does for some people, but definitely not for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're probably
0: bored. Those people, <laughs> <laughs> they've gotten too much like two together. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah,
1: right. And does this your husband now? Does he work? um, remotely locally
2: he's in the corner of my house right now probably watching us but (laughs) (laughs) okay he so he has a full-time job um he's the executive director of the minnesota milk producers association so he's basically uh, the representative between dairy farmers and the state capital okay and is a voice for dairy farmers and so you
1: have your own lobbyist in your home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. yeah. And um but then he alongside that he also works for the Midwest Dairy Association, which is the promotional arm yeah of dairy farmers in the state. So kind of both sides, government side is his love and passion. Um, he used to write for Hordes Dairyman Magazine and Dairy Management Magazine so writing. He and all must of that have is a pretty solid thing.
0: network too. That yes helps. He does I would imagine. For sure.
2: I wonder if he ever goes to events
0: and like, oh, you're Elise's husband, or does he have his like <laughs> established identity? Yeah. No,
2: he is always like, y- I'm lucky you make cheese because <laughs> even like he'll have state representatives or whatever and be like, oh, I love that cheese, and it's hilarious. So. Is it strange to go
0: like I see your cheese a lot, like in specialty stores? Mm-hmm. So, and every time I see it, I think I think of you because like the identity is you know it's, it's so me. so closely yeah. tied to you. Yeah. Is it weird seeing your product and in, in store still? Like, do you still get like an excited feeling about it?
2: It is cool, and I think now I'm bringing my I'll bring like my kids over to it mm-hmm. to try to make it even more like look at this, yeah, you look know? what we're doing. And, like, Educating because, them a little bit. Because there is a phase where it's like, well yeah, of course it's here. We put it here. Or yeah. you know you kind of just forget to do the little celebration in your head. Yeah. Um you still remember sure. your first big account that you landed? Like, well I still remember the conversation with our distributor uh when he came out here to visit with us. Um, I'm ch- I don't know that I remember our first store necessarily remember the first few stores that were supportive and helped us along the way but mm-hmm.
0: i'm also curious about how big the team actually is now for redhead Who's um, all so involved? i have
2: well tim is our cheesemaker and he's here full time and then um we hired carly just this spring she's just out of college and then we have two other very regular but part time people. They work three days a week each. And then I have like probably four other part very part time people that come and help, you know, that do our retail store or yep. pack cheese curds on those yep. days. And your mom does like everything. she's a <laughs> she does everything.
0: It's <laughs> a good way to put it. But she's like an incredible baker, right? Yeah. And she, she will nice. you'll host like events where she will make dinner pretty impressive dinners for and yeah she loves to
2: cook this cat is
1: (laughs) stinky just wants some attention
2: she loves to cook and it was always kind of my hope that i'd be able to afford to build her a kitchen to make pies and which you know that came a lot sooner than (laughs) because of that grant money which is awesome but we have a small apple orchard that goes around our pond and so she'll make apple pies all fall basically and and loves it um and it wasn't until we were doing those deliveries in covid that like people were buying pies like nobody's business
1: they were eating and we
2: ran out of pies bringing cheese and pies yes and then they're all upset when we ran out of pies when are you gonna have more i'm like when the apples grow
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're at a different different timeline Yeah. yeah
2: Um, that's pretty. Cool. Yeah, she loves to cook and entertain. You know, our Christmas dinner and Thanksgiving dinners are not simple, sure. um, because that's fun for her. And that's and and I'm with her. I mean, I think it's a blast to come up mm-hmm. with cool, fun food to eat and to enjoy. And um, so yeah, she's an integral part of making that all work. She biked over here. She was milking cows this morning. Oh yeah, so, like <laughs> right. She's doing everything.
1: Tell us a little bit about the place, maybe people that have never been here mm-hmm. um, or don't know about the place. We obviously covered a lot about just the manufacturing side and the distribution side, but what about the the actual retail place here and the, you know, the people can order the food barn. and they can yeah. drink beer. And-
2: yeah. So within our, you know, all cheese related things happen in one building. So the whole downstairs is manufacturing related. And then the upstairs is our tasting room retail shop slash kitchen um and so you can come and basically just shop cheese here or you can sit and have a very cheese focused lunch (laughs) uh, with beer or wine we try to get local beers and wines here and uh, I've done tasting events also you know those things have all kind of changed this year a little bit but Mm -hmm. um yeah, they can come and just sit and enjoy themselves. Right now, we're under our pergolas, sitting outside. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a four-acre pond right on the, the farm site, and you can see cows in the other direction. So it's it's a peaceful, beautiful place. When and are you
1: open? How does all that work? We are
2: open Fridays and Saturdays uh, from 11 to 4, and um, we ask for reservations because we are required to. Mm-hmm. And... It's actually been pretty wonderful when you know people are coming. Right. (laughs) Yay, we got a reservation. Paycheck Paycheck coming. (laughs) And you like mentally know what to prepare yourself for because it's going to be more than what got reserved. But Uh um, yeah, and, and you can purchase tickets for our farm tour. We do a tour every Friday and Saturday at 1230, and that ticket can be purchased online also so that you know you're going to get on the tour, though we've... I don't know that we've ever turned anyone away <laughs> for sure. a farm tour. We just add another tour guide. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, it's, you get to. I mean, and from the the tasting room, you can, like we mentioned earlier, you can view right into the make the cheese make room from the viewing windows and kind of see where it all happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you picture this getting bigger, like success wise? What does that look like? A little bit. I kind of dream about what expansion would look like um we are a little limited with our spacing mm-hmm. you know there's only so much we could add on to this um cooling and aging space will be the next need most likely um but I don't want it to be huge by any means I don't mm-hmm. I don't envision a huge warehouse or
0: mm-hmm.
2: anything like that because um, it would start to become over the top in my opinion yeah
1: you still want to be connected to the front lines yeah, a little bit. yeah cause yeah because i think
2: that's what makes our product move beside right. people thinking it tastes good you know yeah. it's it is that we are directly tied to it yeah so. yep
1: and you probably l- like that more you would be I happier do. more
2: yeah. yeah yeah
1: that's cool well um where can people find you information about you
2: at redheadcreamery.com uh, we also have an Instagram account. That's at pretty Hat good. January, like, apparently, <laughs> the It's the best. That's gonna have to get better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucas is trying to push our Twitter account again, but we haven't really done much on there. Are and you guys on TikTok? Well, <laughs> so I we should. Cause you we should do easily the but stuff that like, if you show the
1: process. Oh, that could do little dances while making cheese. That would murder.
2: Yep. I've started just watching videos on there, and Lucas had no idea. I'm like, it's actually hilarious. And so now he's become obsessed. So it will likely have an account. But even Lucy, my seven-year-old, is like, "Oh, you just make a video like this. Like, How <laughs> in the world do you even know?" <laughs> yep, doesn't take long no. for them to figure it out. So maybe someday. You guys, mm-hmm.
1: you guys really need it to do that. Um, oh my gosh, you could just you could just make a video of a cow, just like right. chewing, staring at the camera with some funny music. Funny yeah. music, oh. yeah. I really, I can't wait for you, your TikTok account to start. It's going to explode. No pressure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No pressure at all.
1: Well, thank Uh, you very much. Yeah, thank you
0: so much, Elise, for your time. Is there
1: anything else you want people to know that we didn't?
2: I don't know. I feel like I just kind of babbled, so (laughs) hopefully. (laughs) It's extremely interesting babbling, if that's what you're going to call it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, thank you for taking the time. We're going to... We're going to do some shots like of your area and some drone work of stuff cool. if you want to see that. so. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we we might buy some cheese before we oh, leave. Oh, I'm definitely buying cheese. Okay.
0: And your merch Perfect. is so cute. Thanks. Everything <laughs> about the brand is so nice and well represented in, in the space and in the markets that Thanks. you're in. So you're doing a great job. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much. We will wrap it up and uh, get out of your hair.